six, five, four, three, two, one, 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 zero. This is episode number 398 of the Water Cooler, Gutenberg Blocks, and Custom Wow. Brought to you by ServerPress, Maker's Desktop Server. They make local WordPress development easy. Check them out at serverpress.com. ServerPress. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. Tucker. I'm Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress meetup. Zengen. <laughs> I'm Say Reed. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, read, do other things with WordPress at sayreadmedia.com. Say. And what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Jason Cosper, back on the number one most influential WordPress podcast. (laughs) Speaking of which, you can leave us a review. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It's so good. And go hang out with us on Discord. Go over to dpwarcore.com slash Discord. Just like the kids. Just like the kids. Okay, wait. Are we actually on a list of influential WordPress podcasts? Yeah. Who yeah, ma- all you have to do who, is make the list. Who, have they even watched this show? <laughs> the list, we're at the top. It's because we have WordPress in the title of the show. They've never even watched it. It's right. because of you, Steve. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. And our guest today. Hi. <laughs> I love being a guest, guest here. This hey, is great. Scott, how you doing? I mean, it is entertaining. You have to admit. It's I very. Mean, I, I love. I love how y'all do the intro. Is like manually every time. Like you just talk, and it's just like it just cracks me up just hearing you say two. It's like remember South Park did that. South Park did that. They'd add like something little in the intro every show. This is you know some of us grew up on Animaniacs and it shows. Okay, all right. So anyway, today's topic is not the topic that I thought it was, but it is still a good topic. I just want you to know that second best, at least second best. It was it's it's a decent topic, and next week we're gonna have a the topic that I thought it was, and we might have to have uh, Scott Scott Kingsley Clark back on the show to discuss that topic as well. Sounds good to me. We will. But today's topic is something about blocks. <laughs> yes, it's about <laughs> Gutenberg blocks and the use of Gutenberg blocks with custom fields. Oh, well, yeah. this is actually really relevant. This is. <laughs> this is very relevant to most of our lives, yes. Yeah, because what the hell is happening? When, when you say custom fields, are we talking about advanced custom fields or just any No, custom the beginner fields? custom fields, because this is a dev branch. Are we talking specifically about ACF? No, what we're okay. talking about is is the field, the custom field that has been produced by whatever it is that you use. Whatever to custom, that custom field. field. Okay. In particular, you talk about ACS ugly database custom fields, or just regular basic <laughs> custom fields, or whatever kind of custom well, fields. Well, you in particular, what we did is we pulled in Scott, who um, Scott is a developer for Pods, and Pods Allegedly. does a lot of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Hey, Scott, what do you think?" And hey, we, Scott. You know, we just, and what did he say then, back? I was like, hey, someone cares about me. They want me to be on a thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. I love this. I just not, just, not just a thing. A, 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 we're on on that list of influential WordPress podcasts. The number one podcast. influential po- WordPress podcast in Long Beach. Top three of the top things, I think. Um, so I just want to point out from my extensive research about our guest here, Scott Kingsley Clark, 
that uh, pods came out originally in 2008. And I just want to talk about how long ago that was. Oh. <laughs> let, let me get my calculator. Hang on a second. <laughs> that was like literally still Britney Spears. Like that was happening. So yeah. I just want to put it in context in terms of like, like I, pods could be getting out of a conservatorship right now. Like that's how long it's been since you've been around and you've seen a lot change in WordPress. That's true. On that back end. The number one movie for 2008 was The Dark Knight. That's how long ago this was. Wow. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. (laughs) That might have been when movies stopped being good. Movies? Wow. Just stopped being in theaters? That's an old thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Look. Talk about what what is the pods custom fields relationship? Sure. So, well, you said in 2008, that's when pods came around and it became a CMS plugin for WordPress before WordPress could really do much of any CMSing. You would have to add all your fields to a post or all your fields to the page. And, and that was it. Like that would, you'd get extra fields on those things and anything about a custom post type really didn't exist inside of WordPress yet. And so when pods started up, it was just like this own thing you could build your own set of content types and you add your fields and all that and it was very manual we had things stored in a table and and it was like that for at least four years until we rewrote everything in pods 2.0 and then we supported custom post types and custom fields and custom taxonomies and everything like out out the gate then you could start extending users and everything inside of wordpress but up until that point it was all totally um zeroed in on having everything in its own table Nice. But the relationship of custom fields, though, is is like that's where we were born from. Like we we were the first custom post type plugin builder for WordPress before we decided we were going to focus on the tables. Because uh, of course we were like, oh, WordPress isn't doing anything with custom post types. We should just put this in the, its own table, and and <laughs> we saw how that worked out. Well, I making mean, you know, your own table. It's always good to just serialize everything, throw it into post meta, and just just Toss you know hope, hope for the best, right? Yeah. So what could possibly go wrong? How? So obviously you've been basically pioneering the custom fields and custom taxonomy and all that uh, coding and development along with core and along yeah. with other more high profile program. Pro, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy for you to say. File plugins like ACF, right? right? So you've seen just a whole a whole gamut of changes. Where do you think it's at right now? Where where is it at for you? Um, pods. Well, like pods predates ACF, and then ACF came onto the scene and made things all more focused about fields and not content types, like pods was. Right. And with all of that we saw plugins like types come up and then go away. Now, now it's like a premium thing. It used to be free. Now it's all totally premium. You've seen uh, flutter went away when pods was out. Flutter was a thing. If you remember flutter, uh, there's all these different plugins that have come and go in their life cycles. Uh, many of them, there were free plugins that just, they couldn't sustain themselves. Many that were free that then turn into freemium or totally premium. And then there's many that totally shifted their direction. Uh, switching from custom fields and focus on that to focusing more on page building. Uh, I think that a lot of this space has been under cultivated inside of core. So all these plugins have been built up to build all the interfaces and all the APIs they need to do their thing to make it easier to, for everyone else to do their things. Um, 
So I, I, th- I feel like things have really been shifting. And now here we are right at the cusp, WordPress 5.9, front end site editing. That is what page builders have been doing themselves. So you're going to see that shift for page builders themselves as well, start to like figure out how do they fit into this space? How do they become compatible with these front, front end um, site editor um, themes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it, I think page builders were kind of a pl- replacement for a lot of custom field needs for a lot of people. And now page builders are having their own transition period as well. I mean, yeah. it's all like, I feel like everything just got thrown into a shoebox and we're like shaking it up. And at the end of this, we're going to like open it up and be like, here's what this looks like. Like, because right now everyone's like, what, what does it look like? Like how, how do page builders work if, Gutenberg is providing full site editing and how, I mean, this conversation well, happening throughout the ecosystem, it's just, it's, it's so unknown, which is strange because has, there's roadmaps and there's, you know, trajectory. So why is it still so wild west? Like we don't know where this is ending up mostly probably because Matt doesn't talk. About I was just it. gonna say, is there any leadership on that <laughs> front? Right. Like, right. like has anybody from the WordPress core team made that, that plan? I mean, we've we've talked about it and there's definitely technical roadmaps, but I don't know about like, I don't think the WordPress core team is worrying about how does this affect uh, the ecosystem? How does this affect site builders? I think it's more about replacing and and not worrying about if it integrates or anything like that, right? Like it's not taking that into consideration. So the, the integration component is completely left up to people like Scott or, you know, Divi or Beaver Builder or Elementor to try to figure out what it looks like for them. And that seems like in non-united. Like we're not right. working together. And that, that's the whole reason why, you know, I was even thinking of bringing Scott into this conversation is the idea of like, you know, you have people like me, I'll use myself as an example, that I've built sites using Beaver Builder. And now I'm like, oh, but I want to take the things that I can do in Beaver Builder and bring it back to this full site editing thing with blocks. How do I make that happen? <laughs> and, yeah, and, I, I and get. How can I get those tools to do it? I, I uh, outside of the show, routinely get texts from Tucker uh, as he tries to like rebuild his sites in Gutenberg uh, after using Beaver Builder for so many years about just like, what what the hell is going on here? <laughs> they all start with what the hell. All the yeah. And, and it, he's, it, he'll just be like, oh man, I, I can't believe like it, it was so easy in beaver builder to do this but now it's like i've got to jump through like four or five different hoops just to to make something similar um you know for the site i'm working on i i I know he's still working on converting the water cooler site from beaver builder to gutenberg Mm -hmm. and that's i mean that's gonna take you a lot of work i know well and and we touched on this on a past episode yeah, well, we touched on this in a past episode, and, and, and forgive me, Scott, I'm not familiar with the pods interface, but what just what Gutenberg does to the, the plugins I use now inside of a post area is awful, right? So it, it takes it takes all the stuff that we were sort of used to seeing, uh, you know, at the bottom of a scroll inside of a post and puts it down in this little teeny box at the, at the bottom of the Gutenberg window, which clearly 
is what the WordPress team is telling me is this is the most important thing on this page, right? And your ACF stuff is now in this little teeny accordion down at the bottom, as, as well as Yoast and, and all the other plugins that you're used to. It, it, it's become hard to use. I mean, I just take away my editor in all of my custom post types because it's so annoying. There's no editor. <laughs> just just meta boxes. What what where are you at, Scott? I want to hear from you. I feel like you're in the trenches of the <laughs> visioning challenge and I want to know what you're visioning or what your what your main challenges are. I think my main challenge is keeping up with uh, mm. what WordPress is trying to do um, with a budget of a free plugin. <laughs> uh, in my own expertise and my own the people I work with and who know lots of things about about this stuff, uh, Friends of Pods is the program I came up with uh, with Josh Pollock. He and I kind of tried to figure out how do we envision donations for a free plugin in a way that it feels like everyone can contribute and feel like they're part of something bigger. And it's it's a program where you can donate one time or recurring. And it's powered by Give. Um, I was going to ask if it was powered plugin. by Give. <laughs> I love that plugin to death. And I hope it never dies, but I love it. And um, the, the cool part about it is that it allowed us to have some monthly budgets. And so now we were able to pay for development help for React. And that has been what we've been focused on for our latest Pods 2.8 release, which is due out later this month in just a couple of weeks. And that whole thing, we rebuilt the entire interface for managing your pod and groups and fields. Now you have the ability to add groups in pods. You have the ability to, um, to do some really cool things because all of our stuff for the editor screen, as well as all of our fields on in Gutenberg and everywhere else, all that's powered by React now. When I say React, I mean oh specifically the Gutenberg components. All the components part of, of React and, and Gutenberg itself, the editor, we're using those things inside of pods now. So, so you know, you're taking not, it to the next you're not level. creating a redundancy with like a whole new set of tools, essentially. Like kind, well, you're just using the pre-baked stuff. We're dependent now uh, on those those tooling uh, things that are part of Gutenberg. Well, and so like we have a text field, we're using the Gutenberg text field. So, so down, we're using Gutenberg dropdown. So, so, so when WordPress switches over to Vue from React, you're hosed. <laughs> yes, this is exactly <laughs> exactly why we need better funding for free plugins, right. so everyone who went into React can uh, recover. <laughs> Man, I hear nothing good about React, and all I want to do is not learn it ever. It's not so bad. I, I like it because it's um, it's got JSX, which is a great um, dirty sounding language. Uh, and it's it's pretty cool because you can do some more like oh here's my HTML, but here's also my dynamic part. And Scott, you are welcome back anytime. I know you just totally made all of our day. So I was like, oh, he gets the point of the show. Yes, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. But yeah, so I think it's 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 a lot to digest. Building it is is not that hard, but like building your app is hard. Like the build tools, all that stuff that Chris had talked about a couple episodes ago, that stuff's big deal. That takes a lot of time and effort to get set up. I right. couldn't even start building with React or building a block or anything until I figured out that part. And once you have that part down, like I just paid someone to help me set up the main part, do that main part for me, and I can build the rest of the stuff. And it's so much easier to do that once you have that that founding thing. Like here, build me a basic block so I can then modify the heck out of it. That's like 
how back in the day it used to you would take just like the you know the, the default theme and then you just modify it like yeah OG style and now they're doing the same thing that's that's actually interesting because I think that's Matt's model like we were talking we mentioned hello Dolly the other day right like and we were seeing if you, that's how you used to learn plugin development you would go in there and you know hack it up and do things with it so we we never I don't think figured out if there's a hello hello dolly equivalent block full of like a Gutenberg block that like becomes like that just like that basic tear apart block. Does that exist? You see that? I think there's something. There's a few of them out there. There's a bunch of tutorials now, like how do you build your block and all that stuff. <clears throat> it's it's more complicated now because like they have to explain all the stuff. Like you just can't like download the thing and be like, okay, here it is. And now you just do your thing. Like, okay, where do I go to do my thing? Where's the file <laughs> to put my output? Like, we're you you have no idea because it's not just one plugin file with. You mean some you don't just, it doesn't just come in naturally. Your instincts don't kick in, and you know where to put your things. No, uh, no, oh. no. And we're we're going down a a weird road. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh, I the didn't show. say anything. All I said is you don't. I know started where to put it. Things. It's like high school. That's all is what I'm thinking. You just don't know where you fit in. That's all. Yeah. Um, so where, what's your plan? I mean, your main concern is funding then. Less technology and more support. Like how do you, like, like if you had enough funding, well, I guess if anyone had enough funding, they could do whatever. But like if you've got the baseline funding you need, it wouldn't concern you as much the changes and, and the, the stuff that's happening. I don't, I think most of the plugin authors worry about how much time and investment it is to do the stuff that they want to do for the block. So like, so they're thinking, oh, I need to add block compatibility one day because right. they just yeah. can't have the time to do that. Cause that a lot of these plugin developers, a lot of free plugin developers are doing this on their own, like on the side for fun or freelancers who are building it for projects. And then that's it. They kind of left, left it there and released it just in case it's helpful, but right. That's a problem. They don't have the time. They don't have the resources. They don't have the money to just say, oh, here's my day to work only on this thing because I'm, I, I have enough money to pay for it. I can pay for dinner tonight and I can do this whole thing. And that's a challenge, I think, for a lot of this new technology that is being adopted inside of WordPress the last eight versions. But it's still, it still seems like it's not been that long. Yeah, but I, I think that's, that's true of any scale, right? Even if we're talking about some of the largest premium plugins that are out there, they still have to find the time and the budget to work within this new environment that was forced on them, right? And, and sure, we have backwards compatibility right now, but we're not going to for very long. So right. if, if, you're, if you want your plugin to survive, you're going to have to build it into this new environment or adapt it so that it's in this new environment. And that's not inexpensive at any level. I think that when you were talking, Scott, it occurred to me, I mean, and, and I, I know this is kind of obvious, but free plugins are really, have been the backbone of WordPress's growth. They are the strength of our community and of our platform, I think. And <clears throat> I think with all of, you know, everyone's trying to monetize and everyone wants to, you know, get a subscription plan or make a SaaS or whatever. But what we're, when we, when we switch all that stuff to premium and, you know, even premium has to do all this investment for change. If we don't support our free plugin development as a community, then we're going to lose I mean, there's already so many outdated 
you know, free plugins in the repo, but we're going to lose even more at this juncture specifically because they just can't make that jump. Like all, the- all we're gonna all we're gonna end up with is a bunch of premium plugins owned by hosting companies who have acquired them. Right. Or and they'll buy up a free what, plugin. That's again, what them. could possibly go wrong with that? Yeah, that's not. There's never been a problem with yeah. that. You know, I wish capitalism could like stop just eating itself. That would be <laughs> so, Steve. To answer your to go back to what you're asking about, I wanted to share my screen here real quick and mm-hmm. show you um, the, the the interface that Scott was talking about earlier. So you can see over on the right hand side, um, you know the that that pod single item uh, interface, and that they have a custom template that's down the bottom there. That's kind of building all these pieces out and um, being able to make it so that you can pull in the, you know, the, the item IDs, or I think he's using the book for this particular example. So there's there, you can see that way of, of how to kind of pull all those pieces together to make it work. Uh, you want me to show you real fast? I can show you, I have it up right now and I've got a really good example for this exact uh, uh, example you're trying to talk about here. Sure. Um, Please. So, so I'm looking at the editor inside of Gutenberg and I've got uh, you know, a heading block here and then I want to embed information about any kind of content type. So I've got a number of blo- uh, blocks I can choose from in pods and I can just browse all and I go down here to the bottom. I can list an individual field value. I can show a form where they can submit their own things or edit things. There is a list of items, like this is like a loop field almost in a way. Uh, single item, just uh, a bunch of details about a single item or embed things directly from the theme. Like if a theme has a PHP file I want to run, it can run that. It does a, t- a template part include and, and does that part. So it's it's really useful because I can embed things about other posts that are dynamic. Now this is coming from the post data. It's coming from the custom fields. It can render things like blocks. It has inner block comp- compatibility. So there's some really cool things you could do here that allows you to do some more dynamic building. And I see this being something where you're dealing with a lot of data being very important because you don't want to just have reusable blocks that just have all the stuff hard coded in just a bunch of gloop, like whatever is inside that block. Now that's how do you work with that programmatically? How do you deal with that in a REST API? How do you deal with the dynamics of that, like powering an app? So that, that this part is really, really helpful. And this is what we spent a great deal of time on in pod 2.8 trying to make work because outputting this stuff, if I look here, the, the options I can choose a, a specific book uh, author or b- book uh, pod, and I can choose what thing to show depending on what it is, and I can show a specific field if I want. And that this really one I've got HTML itself. The, if it's I very integrated in. of yeah. a UI, like it's it's uh, unlike ACF or any of the builders, it very much looks native. Exactly, I was going to say the exact same thing. You're you are way ahead of. Uh, anybody who hasn't built their interface into Gutenberg yet, right? Because yeah. the, the ones that aren't Gutenberg compatible get shoved down to the they bottom. They do not look like this. Can yeah. you use yeah. this? Oh, you just said, here's a template file. I was going to say, can you use your, um, those to call up your fields in the new template files in 5.8? I'm assuming. But um, uh, you, if you like- do that with a PHP call, you could, yeah. Oh, okay. Like if I look at the front end of this, uh, it renders exactly what I put into the editor. Like right. this is what it outputs. It has the data. I have my form here. I can submit stuff. I want to submit a new uh, book to be reviewed or whatever. Like I can do all this stuff real, real easy. But that's the thing. We're a 
content type and custom field plugins. So this is this is our bread and butter. This is what we see as important for us to make sure not about entry of this information because entry is a totally different beast when you're looking at the books themselves and you want to go edit your information. It's not in Gutenberg. It's in it's in a separate section when you look at uh, editing in the experience. It's, a, it's a custom post type. Yeah, it's a custom post type, and it can be either a classic editor or block editor, but it still shows it in its own meta box section here. So you can right. uh, manage the information. You can add new authors or whatever directly from the field. You can edit the existing author from the field and then do whatever you want to do. But this is this is inside the block editor. It's not a block. It's it's just it's a meta normal meta box. But the, and there's uh, no reason to put everything into blocks when you want to have dynamic content about that's describing awesome. a data point. And your and pods does the custom field development the building too. And the yeah. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. yep. So like if you're looking at the, the pod editor, you just go to the book section here. I can edit my book and then you'll see my list of fields added to my group. I can mm -hmm. change my group's name to whatever I want. I can um, go and edit an individual field. I can choose um, different types of fields and I can say I want to relate something to another post or whatever, maybe there's, uh, I want to relate to the users. You can't really oh, see the dropdown yeah, when I do this. Related types, users. look at you fancy but, pants. Um, it's, it's really, really <laughs> pretty great because this relationship stuff is what powers pods. And that's another area I see that's lacking inside of WordPress. So you can that's see- That's been lacking since post to posts got, got yeah. Yep. abandoned, I guess, <laughs> in a way. Post to post was, I, I haven't been able to find a, uh, a replacement for that, so. Look at you yeah. making your case to me properly. <laughs> so we're going to be all explaining the connections. Talk about is related through. relational fields and, and post to post relationships, and I'm like, do tell me more. Hmm, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, that was but also uh, really the integration is <clears throat> for for clients. I, I I build sites and then hand them off to people and rely on my clients to they're they're doing it right. They're managing the site, they're managing the data and everything, and it has been. Um, it is uh, not quite discouraging, but it's irksome to me to hand off these uh, uh, out basically these these custom fields and whatever that just look really stuck on. They don't look integrated, and so I really think that that is worth that was worth spending your time on because I think yeah. that really matters in terms of it feeling like it's uh, part part of the same environment and and it feels WordPressy. So I, I commend you on your your ability to do that. That's awesome. That's not cool. every not everyone can do that. And uh, what are you saying, Cosper? You want us to say consider becoming a friend of Pod. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you see, if you, you like what you see here, <laughs> and uh, you do, pod. you do have some uh, premium features available as well scott i mean i know pods has been free for for a while but uh do, do i remember maybe hearing on mainline or something like that that you now have uh yeah so pods has been free forever uh and uh our goal is to make it so we it, it, in a way it's like wordpress we want to reduce the bar prevents people having to go out and pay a bunch of money to go build something for their hobby projects and do all these things and kind of expand the world with the free plugin and all of our main priority features are inside of pods. That's the stuff that you might see pro or premium and other plugins 
like ACF or whatever. Um, repeatable fields is coming into pods in the next version in a couple of months. But the the thing that is focused and the, the main priority here is is all in the free plugin. The pro stuff, that's different. So Pods Pro is my own set of plugins um, separate from Pods. It's stuff that doesn't really belong in Pods. It's like, oh, you want to do a bunch of really cool page, page builder stuff? Okay, here, here's this add-on. Or oh, you want to go build some list tables, uh, UIs, you can do that here. Or you can have integration with TablePress or or integration with WP GraphQL, which is awesome. I love building that one. That was a really cool one. It really exposes the cool relationship stuff in Pods. And I built all that stuff as separate pro add-ons. So you can go do that, but it's not inside of WordPress. So, or it's not inside of Pods. It's it's separate from Pods. It's Pods right. is free. It's the community. It's it's funded by the sponsors and the donations. And then there is Pods Pro, and that's my thing. And I don't get paid from pods itself. So this is my way of, if I get paid for pods pro, I can have more time for myself to do pods itself. It, it's, it's kind of like sense. one of those things that just makes it so I'm not like making pods all about me making money. It's all about pods itself. Keeping I mean, I, I think you have to create those hybrid structures because of the problems of the free plugin. It's, it's not like you can, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You can't, set it and forget it with a plugin and you can't even let it alone for a couple months anymore. So you have to pay attention and you have to update it. And, you know, I, I, I feel like there was a little bit of justification that you were offering there. And I just want you to know, you do not have to justify yourself. I agree. For finding <laughs> totally. a way to it's hard. make yourself paid while also, you know, living. That's but it's like also the next cool to be meeting, right? First and to the market. next one we're going to do. It's, it's also cool to be forced yeah. to market for this sort of stuff and seeing that you're actually using um, all the Gutenberg type, you know, stuff of being able to put things over on the right hand side there and not having it thrown down the bottom of the page, like Steve was saying earlier and stuff like that. There is some there is some um, th some things in there that I think are, are well worth it, especially in the fact that you're, you're a free plug in for that part of it. <laughs> It's worth downloading the free plugin. Yeah, if you, uh, you, you want to do it, it's not going to cost you anything. It's free. <laughs> and I, it's know, actually compatible scared. with ACF. We have I'm a lot of cool scared. stuff there. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to say I'm always scared to uh, base a lot of site, core site functionality on a free plugin. Um, just for that reason. History. Well, you know, so building something like I feel like, okay, if I'm paying for ACF Pro, you know, there's a there's an expectation that it's not going to go away. And with free plugins, I think I've just been burned a lot. And so <laughs> knowing that you're there, and th that you're that's your plan, and it, there is a sustainable model makes it so that pods doesn't seem like so much of a risk if you're building all this custom uh, functionality on a site with a plugin that's not going to just be unsupported in the future or take a long time to catch up. So I think that's definitely. really important and definitely worth but, um, but, promoting that. But the, the fact that you're, the fact that you're basing that on premium plugins is a false sense of security, right? Cause there's been premium oh, plugins that have, that have gone out of business. Yeah, or they get acquired in the plugin change. Like it's a completely yeah. false sense of security, but it is a sense of security, whether or not it is accurate. So and that's um, what the free plugin developers are up against. They're trying well, to compete with people who, see them as not valuable because I don't honestly they don't have not enough valuable, to do the really it's not cool reliable. Things. I think that yeah. is the difference. No, I, th I, I think, I think, I think Scott's got a point though, right? Cause, cause you do place a value on something you pay for, even if it's a small amount of money versus free. It's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a perception. I think we need to talk about this topic next week. I like Look it. Look at that segue. I like it too. 
I like it too. Well, that's about it, folks. Here's our outro. Go over to daypwrcore.com slash subscribe to subscribe to this content that you listen or watch to here right now. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. If you want to watch us, you can watch us on YouTube as well as Facebook. Talk to y'all later. Subscribe. Are we on? Are we on Hulu yet?